0: But I tell you what—if you'll give me about fifteen minutes tonight, and uh, we'll we'll probably have you on your way. Nehemiah chapter twelve. I am going to give you a thought that I have actually given to our church before, but in um, in a I am going to unpackage it a little differently than I did several several years ago. Doctor Bob Jones Sr. Uh, said this. He said, "Any man who preaches an old sermon because he doesn't want to study is lazy." Any man who won't preach an old sermon because he's fearful that someone will call him lazy is a coward. And, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I got this message out the other day. In fact, I gave it to Haven. And as I was preparing it and just getting it ready, it so challenged my heart. And, and so I gave it to the folks at Haven Baptist Church while we were away. But um, And I've got a brand new message that I've never even shared with our church that I could give you tonight, but uh, this is the direction the Lord wanted me to head tonight. So Nehemiah chapter 12 in your Bibles, when you find your place, if you'll stand tonight, and I'm going to read some scripture quickly, and then I'm just going to give you a thought, not really going to give you uh, an outline tonight. Um, I have a message that goes with this, but I'm not going to give you that message tonight. I'm just going to give you the introduction to this thought. Nehemiah chapter 12. And look at verse number one. Now, these are the priests and the Levites that went up with Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltil, and Jeshua, Serea, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluch, Hadish, Shechaniah, Rehum, Merimoth, Ido, Genevo, Abijah. If there's any expecting parents out here that need a good name, hey, here you go. Uh, giving you some good ones. Verse five: Meaman, Mediah, Bilga, Shemaiah, and Joerim, Jedeah. Salu, Ammok, Hilkiah, Judea, these were the chief of the priests and of their brethren in the days of Jeshua. Moreover, the Levites, Jeshua, Benui, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, notice this now, and Mataniah, which was over the thanksgiving, he and his brethren. And that's what I want to talk to you about, that little phrase In that uh, verse, verse number eight. And so you may be seated tonight. And I want to talk to you about this subject, the ministry of thanksgiving. So if we're going to get this done, we're going to have to pray quickly and go. All right, so let's pray. Father, thank you for this time we've had together tonight. And now, Lord, as we take just a few moments to try to give your people some truth, and what I believe is great truth, and I believe it's life-changing truth. All truth, I believe, is life-changing And so, Spirit of God, I pray that you would fill me now with yourself, and I pray that you would help us as we try to communicate uh, the Word of God to your people, what you've laid upon my heart. Heavenly Father, I pray that I'll be able to uh, unpackage it and unveil it to your people, and I pray it'll be a blessing and make a difference. I pray it'll honor Christ, and I pray that we'll edify your saints in a great way tonight. Father, save that one that's nearest hell, and that one that's lost and undone without Christ. And I pray, Father, that you'd give us power, blessing, and help, and to help your word to come alive in our hearts and our minds tonight. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake, and all God's people said, amen. And so the book of Nehemiah is a very detailed book. And we read the first few verses of Nehemiah chapter 12, and it's got the begats and the Begotten's, and, and uh, it's a very detailed book, and, and quite a bit of the book of Nehemiah is like that. Uh, it not only records the rebuilding of the wall around Jerusalem, but it goes into great detail concerning the entire project of rebuilding the wall. For instance, in Nehemiah chapter 3, Nehemiah chapter 3 lists exactly each family that builded on the wall around Jerusalem. But it doesn't stop there. It even gives the precise part of the wall that each family worked on during their time. Then we go to Nehemiah chapter 7. And Nehemiah chapter 7 lists the names of the families that returned to Jerusalem from Babylonian captivity. We move to Nehemiah chapter 8. And Nehemiah chapter 8 lists those who assisted in the understanding of the law. Then we go to Nehemiah chapter 10. And Nehemiah chapter 10 lists those who entered into a covenant with God to keep the law of the Lord. We move to Nehemiah chapter 11, and Nehemiah chapter 11 is a census, if you will, a list of those who actually dwelt in the city of Jerusalem while the building of the wall was going on. And then we go to Nehemiah chapter 12. And it lists the priests and the Levites who were involved in the work of God. Now again, I said all that to say this. If we're not careful, sometimes when we get into a book like Nehemiah, And we begin to read through some of these lists. And I know sometimes it's a little monotonous. I know it is. And you're reading through these names and you say, Pastor, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Well, let me let you in on a little something. Neither do I. And and I can pretty much tell you this too, that the way we're pronouncing them is not the way they would have pronounced them. Uh, And and so anyway, again, so much I could say and I'm not gonna chase any rabbits there. But don't get too bogged down with the, you know, whether you're saying the name exactly right or you're not saying the name exactly right, but it's important that you read all of the Word of God. And even in some of these lists, sometimes you'll find a great nugget of truth. And such is the case here in Nehemiah chapter 12. Among these lists in Nehemiah chapter 12, we find some people who were placed over what I'm gonna call the ministry of thanksgiving. Look at Nehemiah 12 verse number eight. Moreover, he says, the Levites... Jeshua, Benui, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, which was over the thanksgiving, he and his brethren. Now study that out, and when the Bible says that Mattaniah was over the Thanksgiving, basically most scholars believe this that probably that was some kind of a choir that he was over, that Mattaniah was heading up the choir, some kind of a choir, and he had some, some guys that came alongside him and they helped him with the choir. Uh, but that, that's what most scholars believe. But but again, don't miss the point. This was some people who were given a very specific job. And their job was this, they had the awesome responsibility of giving thanks to the Lord. And so they had the ministry of thanksgiving. By the way, they took this ministry very seriously, and I'll show that to you in just a moment. Now, let me just pause just a moment, Calvary, and say this, what a great ministry to be involved in. The ministry of thanksgiving. You know what would be great if somebody came to you and said, what ministry you go to Calvary Baptist Church? Yes, I do. What ministry are you involved in? Well, some of you would say, I'm involved in the hospitality ministry. I'm involved in the maintenance team. I'm involved in the rest home, and on and on it goes. But wouldn't it be great if we had a bunch of folks at Calvary Baptist Church who would say, well, I'm involved in the ministry of thanksgiving." I mean, I, I count it as my calling of God to make sure that I'm involved in the giving of thanks to the Lord. Now, I want you to notice tonight several things about this fellow Mattaniah and those that were helping him. Uh, evidently, evidently, he was doing a, a bang up job because notice several things tonight. How about this? Number one, we see, first of all, their thanks was limitless. Now look at Nehemiah chapter 12, verse number 31. The Bible says, then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall, notice this, and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks, whereof one went on the right hand upon the wall toward the gate. You know what that tells me? That this wasn't just a few people. This was a great crowd that got involved in giving thanks. Now, I'm going to be honest, I'd never noticed this before, but as I begin to uh, study this out a little bit further, this is what I get from this scripture. If I'm reading it correctly, and I'm pretty sure that I am, it sounds to me like they are surrounding the city with thanksgiving. If you read through this, you'll see them actually enveloping. I want to use that word, enveloping. They're enveloping the whole city in Thanksgiving. Let me show it to you if I could. This is pretty neat. Look at Nehemiah chapter 12 and verse number 8. Moreover, the Levites, Jeshua, Benui, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mattaniah, which was over the Thanksgiving, he and his brethren, also Bakbukiah like and Uni, their brethren, were over against them in the watches. Now, skip down to verse number 24. And the chief of the Levites, Hashabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua the son of Cadmiel, with their brethren over against them to praise and to give thanks according to the commandment of David of the man of God, ward over against ward. Notice that. Skip down to verse number 27. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to keep the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgiving and with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. Again, I believe the Bible's painting a picture here. A few more verses, skip down to verse number 31. Then I brought up the princes of Judah upon the wall and appointed two great companies of them that gave thanks, whereof one went on the right hand upon the wall toward the dung gate, And after them went Hosea uh, Hosea and half of the princes of Judah. Skip down to verse 37. And at the fountain gate, which was over against them, in other words, they're across from each other, which was over against them, they went up by the stairs of the city of David, at the going up of the wall above the house of David, even under the water gate eastward. And the other company of them that gave thanks went over against them, and I after them and the, and the half of the people upon the wall from beyond the tower of the furnaces, even under the broad wall, verse 39, and from above the gate of Ephraim and above the old gate and above the fish gate and the tower of Hananiah, and the tower of Mia, even under the sheep gate, and they stood still in the prison gate. So stood the two companies of them that gave thanks in the house of God and I and the half of the rulers with me. Now again, As I read through that, it looks to me like, little by little, they are surrounding the city, and the whole idea is this, we're going to surround this city that God has allowed us to come back to out of Babylonian captivity, and the purpose is we're going to surround the city, and we're going to all give thanksgiving to God. Now, you know what, Calvary, wouldn't it be a great day if this church just decided to envelop this whole ministry with a ministry of thanksgiving and just decide when we come in here, we're not complaining, we're not gonna belly bellyache, we're not gonna murmur about the things we don't have But when we come to Calvary Baptist Church and people walk in who are brand new, they're going to see a congregation of people who are grateful to God. They're going to see a choir that sings with an attitude of gratitude. They're going to hear a pastor who has a a spirit of thanksgiving. They're going to see deacons and Sunday school teachers and hospitality team. And they're going to see young people. And they're going to see people that have an attitude of gratitude and are thankful to God. And so we see here that their thanks was limitless. But I'll, I want to show you something else. Number two, we said their thanks was loud. Did y'all see that? Look at Nehemiah chapter twelve, verse number forty-two. The Bible says, "In Messiah and Shemaiah and, and Eleazar and Uzi and Johanan and Melchijah and Elam and Ezer, listen to this. And the singers sang. What did they? How'd they sing? They sang how loud." loud. With Jezrahiah, their overseer also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced. Listen to this. So that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. How many believe you got a perfect Bible tonight? Amen. You know what that tells me? There's nothing in here by accident. And God says about this group that when they thanked the Lord, they thanked the Lord loudly. In fact, they were were so passionate about their Thanksgiving, the ministry of Thanksgiving, the Bible says that you could hear them a great way off. Now listen to me, church. I told you I'd be quick tonight, and I'm going to be. But let me tell you what would be great is that when visitors walk in, if they walk in a little late and this choir is singing, this choir ought to be singing loud. Loud. I mean loud. Listen, if you're a member of our choir, don't you get up here and mess around. I mean, get up here and sing with all your might and give it your all. Why? Because you're not singing to us. You're singing to him. And when you get up here and sing, man, listen, let that be a part of the worship. And, and uh, man, when you sing in the congregation, oh, listen, don't sit out there like a bump on a log when Brother Brandon gets up here and says, turn in your songbooks to such and such, a," uh, and we're going to sing victory in Jesus. Man, don't you sit out there and sing like you're lost and undone without Jesus. You ought to stand up straight and take a deep breath, and you ought to sing with all of your might. Why? Because we ought to have a spirit of thanksgiving. Their thanks was limitless. Their their thanks was loud. But I noticed this, their thanks was large. It was inclusive. It included a lot of people. Again, look back at verse number 43. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy. Listen to this. The wives also and the children rejoiced. Hey, teenagers, did you know it's not just for mom and dad to be thankful? You say, well, preacher, I hope my mom and dad get involved in the, the, in the ministry of Thanksgiving. How about you, teenager? You ought to be involved in the ministry of Thanksgiving as well. And by the way, parents, you ought to raise your kids to be thankful. Don't ever, listen, and that's where we are today. We, we're, we're, growing, we're growing a generation that have this entitlement attitude. You owe it to me. You owe it to me. I deserve this. Let me tell you very kindly and lovingly what you deserve. You deserve hell. And that's what I deserve. Because we are sinners that are saved by the grace of God. And so thank God we didn't get what we deserve to get. And so, you know what? I don't deserve anything. Anything I get it's the mercies of God and the grace of God and the blessings of God and all. And, oh, listen, we, we ought to be very, very careful to, to uh, uh, be thankful for everything that God gives us. Now, notice this, church. This is just really neat. In fact, about this fellow, Mattaniah, we notice here that the Bible says he was the principal to begin thanksgiving. Now, turn back a page and look at Nehemiah chapter 11. Nehemiah chapter 11, and look at verse number 17. Man, this is, this is amazing. Nehemiah 11, verse number 17, mentions this fellow, Mattaniah, again. And it says in verse number 17, and Mattaniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, was the principal to begin the thanksgiving in prayer. Now, I looked that up, and that word principal means this it means the head. In other words, Mattaniah was the one appointed. To begin a spirit of thanksgiving. So if nobody else started it, Matt and I was to start it. He was the one that was responsible for getting the ball rolling when it came to thanksgiving. Big deal. Yes. Very big. Now I'll tell you why. You know what would be really great if some folks in this room tonight would say, I'm going to be the principal of thanksgiving. Uh, tomorrow when I meet with my family and we always have a few that uh, maybe you're here tonight and you say we always, preacher, we get together, we always have a few and all they want to do is complain and complain and murmur and murmur and fuss. Why don't you be the principal to Thanksgiving? Why don't you be the one that says, boy, don't we have a lot to be thankful for? And when they start bringing up Joe Biden and they start bringing up vaccines and they start bringing up, uh, you know, um, all these other hot topics that they want to bring up just so they can get people stirred up, why don't you just say, well, aren't we blessed of God to live in America? And man, isn't it great to be saved? And man, thank God we've got food on the table and we've got drink to drink and food to eat. And hey, listen, you be the one that heads it up. You say, preacher, my family is a very unthankful people. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. You be the principal. You be the one that starts the project. You be the one that heads it up. You say, pastor, uh, sometimes in our marriage, uh, we're not very thankful. Okay, you be the principal. You be the principal in the youth group to start the ministry of Thanksgiving or your place of employment. If you work around people that are unthankful, you be the one that starts it. Don't wait on them. Don't wait on those other people who claim to be Christians and they go to church, such and such a church, but they're always down in the mouth and they're always discouraged and they're always depressed. Listen, you be the Mattaniah that steps up to the plate and says, hey, everything may not be like we want it to be, but God is good. And he is good. Someone needs to make that decision tonight. The testimony of the child of God ought to be one of gratitude and thanksgiving. You know what, church, and I know you all know this. It's no wonder a lot of times the world doesn't want what we have. Because sometimes we complain. And and, and by the way, just in case you think I'm preaching at you, there's three fingers pointing back at me today. Sometimes I... The Holy Spirit convicts me of my, my lack of gratitude. Sometimes I, the Lord comes to me and says, boy, you better stop and back up and think how good you've got it. And listen, it's no wonder the world doesn't want what we have when they hear us complain and murmur and belly ache. Oh, listen to me. God's good. God's good. You say, Pastor, there's nothing to rejoice about in politics. Then don't talk about politics. Talk about the Prince of Peace and the Prince of Glory and the King of Kings. Then go eat your Krispy Kreme. Amen. That'll work. That'll work. Again, no wonder the world doesn't want what we have when they see us come across as suffering and sad and sick and struggling how you doing? Well, I'm getting by. Are you kidding me? I'm doing more than getting by. I'm a child of the most high God. My Bible says I'm more than a, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. And so we ought to be sure that we give him praise. I found this little story. I've never, I'd never read this before. I was reading through one of Dr. McGee's commentaries the other day and I came across this little story and he uh, had a lady in his church there in Pasadena and And she came to him and she said, Pastor, she said, I don't understand. She said, God's not answering my prayers. And he said, well, tell me what's going on. She said, my husband's lost. And she said, I weep for him. I have a broken heart for him. And she said, I go home and I weep in front of him and I beg him to get saved. Every day, she said, I cry. And I shed tears before him and I beg him to get saved. And Dr. J. Vernon McGee said, Maybe it's time you change your approach. And she said, what do you mean? He said, maybe it's time you quit crying. And maybe it's time you go home and show him how full of joy you are. That the joy of the Lord is your strength. And rejoice in front of him. And let him see you smile. And let him see the goodness of God just... Just shine through you, and maybe, just maybe, he'll want what you have. (laughs) I thought, man, what a great little illustration that is. Somebody said, an appreciative heart brightens a dreary day and shortens the longest night. Hey, the ministry of thanksgiving. Are you involved in the ministry of thanksgiving? You know, if you're not, I wonder maybe if we'd have some folks who would sign up tonight and say, Pastor, I'm gonna get in that ministry, the ministry of thanksgiving. You know, it would be really great if if tomorrow some thanksgiving situations got totally turned around because some folks walk in saying, hey, I'm gonna be the principal to start thanksgiving. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for this time we've had together tonight. Lord, I pray that we'll be thankful. And God, I pray that we'll be thankful. God, thank you for the time that you gave us tonight to just stop and to think about A through Z, all the things that we need to be thankful for. Lord, we are blessed beyond measure. We have a a blessed book, we have a blessed hope. Lord, we are just a breath away from heaven. And Lord, if we're born again, we know that we're on the winning side. Father, you've blessed us beyond measure. You've given us us running water. Most of us, if not all of us tonight have hot water heaters Most of us have some type of heat in our home. We have utensils to eat with, and not only do we have utensils, but we have food to eat or food to use the utensils on. We are blessed. God, thank you for giving us a bed to sleep in, for covers to pull up, for a pillow to lay our head on. Thank you for giving us family, children, grandchildren. Thank you for giving us a wonderful church family. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the healing that you've given, the provision that you've given, the protection that you've offered. God, you've been so good, and we thank you. Father, I pray that you'd have your way in this invitation, and it could be that there's somebody here that needs to to come to Jesus. And if that be the case, I pray tonight will be the night that they'll give their heart and life to Christ. It could be there's somebody here tonight that needs to get involved in the ministry of thanksgiving. Lord, it could be there's somebody here tonight that has been a little prone to complaining or murmuring. And right now, Lord, we're getting it right. They're getting it right. Father, forgive us for when we whine. Help us to be thankful people. And our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, why don't we stand that out all, all over the house, and we are not gonna prolong an invitation this evening, but on a Wednesday night, it's very possible that there could be somebody in this crowd or somebody watching by way of live stream that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They don't know for sure they're on their way to heaven, and what a great night, what a great night to give your heart to Jesus. And so in just a moment, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make my way to the main floor just for a moment. And if you're here tonight, you'll say, Brother Pope, I am not sure if I died that I would go to heaven. But I want to know. I want to know. I'm going to encourage you to step out and come. And we'd like to just take the Word of God and show you how you can know that you're going to heaven when you die. And while we're waiting, while we're waiting, maybe someone else needs to just slip out to one of these side places on the altar and just kneel and say, Lord, thank you for this or thank you for that. Something God's done for you. If that's you, this is going to be your opportunity. All right? So, Father, have your way in this invitation. Speak to hearts, I pray, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you need to come, we'll be here for you. Calvary, as we go tonight, can we sing this little chorus? Hey, let's try to model what they did in the MI. Let's sing it loud. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making salvation so rich. Can we do it one more time? Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me own. salvation so rich and free. And all God's people said, amen. We're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer. Get involved in the ministry of Thanksgiving. Let's show our families something different tomorrow, that we have an attitude of gratitude. We live in that attitude of gratitude. So much to be thankful for. Well, I'm going to ask Brother Brandon, if he'll come, dismiss us in a word of prayer. And uh, listen, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great day tomorrow or Friday or whenever you do.